Welcome to Let's Talk Packaging Industry with Nate Calvert, brought to you by Dempsey International Packaging. If you're a packaging professional looking for the latest industry insights, coupled with decades of industry experience, you've come to the right place. We're so glad you're here. Here's your host, Nate Calvert. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm excited to share an interview with you. Adam Peak is a friend of ours, and he's also the host of the People of Packaging podcast. Recently, he invited our CEO, George Dempsey, onto his podcast to talk through the ins and outs of the Raptor Packaging Marketplace platform. Adam described Raptor as unlike anything he's seen so far in the industry space. Their conversation is practical and packed full of information that you don't want to miss. Here it is. All right. Well, I am here on another episode of the People of Packaging podcast with George Dempsey. Now, do do you want me to go by your LinkedIn, which is George W. Dempsey Jr.? Because that's a lot more things to say than just George Dempsey. Yeah, which do you... yeah George Dempsey. George Dempsey. Perfect. Uh, see, I, my, I put mine as E. Adam Peak because my first name is Edward. Um, but I, I did that to help weed out some of the uh, automations on LinkedIn. So uh, we got George Dempsey from Dempsey International Packaging. George, uh, welcome to the People of Packaging podcast. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate yeah, for sure. Um, and you are, are you in Denver? Is that correct? Uh, Denver, yes. We're located in uh, Centennial, Colorado, which is Denver, Colorado. Um, are you a Denver Nuggets fan? That's the most important question. <laughs> I'm not a huge basketball fan, but you know Denver's a hometown type of type of uh, sports arena, so you have to lo- root for the local teams. Good, good. Well, I've got a. You can't see it uh, probably behind me, but I have a Nikola Jokic uh, like toy, and then also a signed Lafonso Ellis basketball card. I'm a huge Denver Nuggets fan, so um, go go team. Um, so besides, uh, being in Centennial and being, and having the middle initial of W, um, I'm sure there's a lot of really cool and interesting things about you. So why don't you just introduce uh, yourself real quickly and maybe a little bit about your history, why somebody tuning in should be like, I need to stick around and listen to what George has to say. So you have a really impressive background. Uh, you've, you know, you're, a a giant in, in the packaging industry, so uh, why don't you uh, do a quick intro? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I spent the last 30 years of my my life in packaging, rigid packaging. Um, most notably, um, I worked for Tricor Braun for 25 years. Uh, we started as a family-owned business, Northwestern Bottle Company at about $50 million and grew it to uh, to just under a billion dollars when, uh, when I left as the chief operating officer. So that's that's the bulk of my career. Um, I am uh, an Air Force vet, uh, veteran, and uh, in addition to that, I have uh, a bachelor's degree in uh, management and computer science, and I have a master's degree in uh, MBA in business. So, um, you know, my background uh, goes very deep. I spent uh, a large part, part of my early career with Tricor, uh, building the supply chain around the world, uh, working extensively in Asia and with our team there and uh, the different entities we had structured, as well as forming a joint venture partnership uh, with uh, with uh, the Pavisa Group, which were um, the partners of Tricor for Latin America. Uh, we put that together, grew that business nicely and 
that was both uh, building in the market as well as uh, a sourcing arm for Tricor. Um, also opened the first office um, in uh, in Europe. So I've, I spent a lot of time on the plane traveling the world. When I left, we had 40 locations. Um, and um, as chief operating officer, I had a unique role. And then I also had the sales operations reporting into me. So I had design, oh, engineering, uh, sales, uh, as well as operations. And uh, so since that time, and I am excited to tell you about what what I've been doing. Um, you know, I had to take a couple of years off as many people do. Um, I had a substantial investment uh, in the company that I sold in 2016. And, and uh, once my agreements were over, um, I decided that uh, 47 was too young to, uh, to retire. So I'm, I'm back at it again with a, with a smaller, more strategic team um, being extremely effective in what we're doing. Uh, and that's what I want to share with you and yeah. uh, just having fun. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, I've heard, you know, from, from my side in, in what I do in my full-time job, I, I obviously don't, uh, I couldn't support my family on the, uh, on, on the podcast revenue, uh, which is, uh, which is great. And we're super thankful for Doxlent for supporting the podcast. Um, but it, you know, I, I've heard incredible things about, uh, Dempsey and then also about Raptor, uh, being on sort of the the secondary packaging side of side of the aisle, so you know the labels and the shrink sleeves, um, you know there we certainly went through it in 2020, and you know I know that it was a significant challenge for uh, for the rigid packaging side to keep up with with the demand. So um, maybe before we dig into Raptor, because I'm really excited about what you're doing with Raptor. Um, I would love to I would love to find out how did you guys navigate and stay so nimble and taking care of the customer demands uh, through through the pandemic. Um, most people would realize that the pandemic really did stress a lot of supply chains. We've, we felt it as consumers, obviously, with grocery stores and things like that. but you know aluminum has been hard to find. PET's been tough to find polypropylene has been hard to find. So, um, how, how did you, but, but all I kept hearing was, well, yeah, but we got it from Dempsey or we got it from Raptor. So, um, how, without giving away trade secrets, obviously, um, how are you able to stay, stay so nimble and take care of your customers during that time? Yeah. You know, I think uh, I'll preface this conversation with, I think, uh, the reason I put my name on the door, uh, it was not about my ego. It's about the people that I know so that they would know that it's me um, out there doing the work, both internationally and domestically. And, uh, you know, we so we uh, when once we uh, opened up the firm, you know, we spent a fair amount of time marketing heavily on LinkedIn, making ourselves visible out there. Um, and that was that was in, in hindsight, it was, it was a genius move um, because once the pandemic hit and people couldn't get products. Um, you know, I felt like we were the, the third or first, fourth call. They called Tricor, they called Berlin, their existing supplier, and they couldn't get it. We were getting overrun with phone calls and opportunities to source the product. And the one thing that I feel my group brings to the, to the table and, and, and a lot of it with my background and reputation on a global basis, we were able to go out and source product that um, just wasn't available in the U.S. market. 
we brought millions and millions of dollars of products in Mexico, um, where I have two other entities through my network there. We brought product from China, from Colombia, Peru, from uh, Turkey, uh, you know, a lot of Canadian suppliers stepped up and helped us. So we were able to move very, very quickly outside of what I would say the traditional distribution supply chain was. And myself and my team with, uh, with our backgrounds, the amount of time we spent in packaging, you know, combined over a hundred years, um, we had a lot of connections and we just worked those connections for the customer. We didn't take no for an answer. We got creative where we needed to. And, um, you know, it, it resulted in, uh, you know, uh, us increasing our sales over five times mm. um, in 2020. So, you know, that, that depth of knowledge, what we do different at Dempsey International is we're not trying to go compete with the Berlins and Tricors on what I was, you know, the stock inventory type of business. We're connecting with large customers from, you know, major multi-international companies down to smaller companies. And we're going out there and making things happen in the supply chain. And that can be building custom tooling. That can be looking at different technologies and getting off the, the beaten path. And that's worked fantastic for our company. I think I've always felt this is, you know, it's not a supply chain business. You have to have a supply chain, but it's really a service business. Mm-hmm. Think you know that's all about meeting the customer needs and expectations. So, Dempsey International uh, really took off like a rocket. We think we will we will double our business again this year uh, with the uh, with the pipeline we have, and it's really because you know where product gets short, we've been able to use our connections, you know, either internationally or domestic to make that happen. Yeah, and and those and those relationships are. Are so critical. I think you said something that um, that is. It's. I would venture to guess is just a part of the ethos of your company, which is, you know, you're not really a supply chain company. You're a service company. Is 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 it that ideology um, that led to the creation of Raptor Packaging? And then maybe just talk about what. What is Raptor Packaging and how is it connected to Dempsey International and um, and all that? Because I've I've seen the website. I think it's awesome. Uh, you know what you're doing and in, in servicing customers, uh, unlike something that I anything I've seen so far within the industry space. So um, I guess first question is: Is that really a part of your general business ethic or your ethos? Uh, I would suspect it is. And is that sort of what drove you into Raptor? Yeah. I mean, I think from that perspective, we have the common link there is we view everything as we're here to help. Whether you're a vendor or you're a customer, that's just the philosophy of the company is, you know, we're here to help. Um, Raptor packaging uh, came about um, uh, about four years ago uh, when I started uh, thinking about the architecture of our industry and wanting to try to make a game-changing move. Um, you know, there's no question uh, that the internet uh, is exploding. Um, the B2B e-commerce is a little more difficult. Uh, when Magento came out with their um, their latest marketplace platform, it really gave us an avenue to say, hey, how can we change this industry? And having spent, you know, 30 years in the business, the one thing that I believe I understand most, and that's the needs of a distribution customer. 
which are very different, uh, have different attributes. And, and quite often over time, manufacturers will say, well, you know, I don't want to go through distribution. I want to go direct or, you know, various things like that. And along the way at Tricors, we acquired companies. Um, it was very under very important for us to understand the metrics behind why a distribution customer was a distribution customer. And at the root of that is that those, those customers want to buy multiple SKUs from multiple factories. And they're not going to do it in the traditional e-commerce world of going to 10 different websites and, and trying to navigate that. Um, so they go through a, a, a brick and mortar distribution company today. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is almost 50% of the, what I would call representative $5 billion market in distribution out there ships direct from the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt there was a compelling need to try to change the game and create that platform where the manufacturers could reach this approximately 30,000 uh, distribution customers and service that business on a, on a direct basis. Cases, you know, most customers that buy through distribution, if, uh, at least with the items where they don't feel there's value added, they would prefer to buy direct. But it really comes down to an organizational um, type of, of challenge for them in that if they have limited staff and resources, I, you know, I need one person to call. I can't talk to, to 10 different manufacturers. So what Raptor does is it puts the manufacturer on a platform where they can transact business. Um, in a brand forward sense, and they can do it um, garnishing higher margins and at the same time still saving the customer money. What the customer gets out of this is they get a portal that they can come into and they can buy in one interface from 10 different manufacturers. They have open order reports. They can they have complete visibility and transparency, you know, really kind of model after you know the internal workings of how a distributor works really what we've done is digitize that and put that in the Mm -hmm. hands of the customer um so as we continue to build the platform and more and more known distribution brands come on with the powerful tools that we build in there um, we think we have a game-changing product um you know it, it it and, and just to give you a little bit more, the way that translates into Dempsey International is I, I view this platform as um, multidimensional and then someday probably will absorb Dempsey International. And today there's Raptor distribution as part of that platform, which are items that Dempsey International has and other um, just smaller distributors out there have that we make available. We have the direct uh, to consumer uh, type of approach with the with the manufacturers on the platform, and I think longer term Dempsey International may very well become Raptor Development. Um, you know, as we're doing this Zoom uh, meeting today, I think the world is changing, and I think uh, Raptor is is the platform to 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 lead that transition. Yeah, so let me ask you about that. Um, and kind of before before the call, we you know we said. Well, how how deep are we going to go? So maybe this is maybe this is digging in beyond beyond the the full scope. But when you're talking about innovation, you know you're talking and and you're connecting uh, consumers with uh, manufacturers or brands with manufacturers and creating kind of a digitized version 
of a standard distribution model. Um, you're using, is that going through like a database? Is that how uh, the connection's made? And, and if so, what role do you see as the internet is shifting things? Uh, we see a huge disruption right now with blockchain technology. And do you see that causing even more disruption um, to, to, the, to the marketplace, which is really just, you know, blockchain is just a way for uh, online agreements to occur, right? So um, is that something that you guys are looking into yet? Um, is, is that type of technology or is it, is it the primarily the kind of the database-driven connections? Yeah, I'm not sure uh, database is, is the right word. I mean, okay. I, my computer my computer degree is from 1990. So <laughs> um, if I don't use relevant terms, I will, I will apologize. That's fair. Audience, I, I'm, a, I'm a pastor by trade. So I just I just make things up, I suppose. I don't know. No, that's not fair to pastors. Sorry, pastors. Uh, I actually still <laughs> get to get to preach a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm less concerned with the terminology and uh, and just more about the 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 principle of innovation, right? So continuing to look at the latest and newest disruptive technologies. Yeah, I think the Raptor platform is absolutely disruptive. You know, we the Magento platform itself, from a search standpoint, from from a functionality, is some of the best technology in the world. Um, you can fact check me on this, but I believe about fifty percent of the world's B business goes across the Magento platform in some form. Um, so very solid foundation. We did spend about a year and a half of programming uh, to modify that uh, so that we could handle multiple products for multiple uh, manufacturers. And so we, we've got a very robust engine behind it. Um, and we wanted to do that up, up front. Um, as time goes on and our suppliers are able to continue to grow their business, Magento very easily adapts into their ERP system so that they can update inventories, they can update items, and uh, you know, as their business builds, we have the ability with them to, to continue to automate. You know, our role in, as Raptor Packaging is simply to provide the platform. Um, you know, the, the marketing aspect of it, um, the brand forward aspect of it, allows the manufacturer to get credit for what they're doing. It, it does tally up, uh, they're a score for them so that users can come and see, you know, who's best performing, those, those kind of attributes. And we continue uh, as a team to invest in and enhance that. Now, Raptor handles all of the uh, front side transactions so and takes on all the risk for the manufacturer. So we actually transact, um, collect the money from the customer, uh, either credit cards or they can apply for terms and receive terms. And then we transmit the the, the system, I say we, the system transmits, um, you know, the payment to the manufacturer. So very much in the way the distribution is handled today, the, the digital interface that we've created uh, really mimics that in so many different ways. Um, and again, you know, my whole goal from the very beginning was to solve this problem of how can uh, the end customer, the distribution customer that I know what their needs are, how can they interface with multiple manufacturers and multiple SKUs and, and helping them do that seamlessly, both from a communication standpoint, from an order management standpoint, that's where we spent the bulk of our work. Um, and I think we've really, we've really created a game changer. Um, I am um, certainly 
uh, not fooled that adaptation and those kind of things take time. Mm-hmm. Um, as um, you know, users learn to use it. Um, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm here to see it at its total. Uh, you know, you know whatever it can become in the future at some point, and it's going to take some time. But uh, really excited about the tools we're putting in the hands of the manufacturers. Quite frankly, to go out there and get their brand known and access these uh, thirty thousand customers. Yeah, I heard a presentation today and the the person presenting said the next 15 years of human existence will see more change than everything leading up to this point combined, which seemed like, how do we measure that? But the point was the, the our, there's a, a rapid rate at which we are you know, like Uber, for example, did, you know, just didn't even exist. Um, and, and now it's just this common idea. I was talking to someone today about like, will we even own cars in the next 10 years? Or will we just, will companies, you know, will, will a brand own their car and you're just using it as a service to get you from point A to point B with a driverless vehicle. So, you know, the point is, is that as sort of the, 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 as a consumer, as we are adapting to changes and kind of the Amazonification of, of our buyers in the packaging industry, this has become a big passion of mine is those same people, like we bring ourselves to our jobs. And so a brand, if you have someone who's used to buying and transacting in their personal life and whatever that might be, but you know, they can, hop onto a website and order something and have it show up in a day or two, those expectations are now being driven into the B2B world. Um, and I, I can't, I can't imagine it's ever going to go the other way. Right. Like why would all of a sudden people decide that they want it to be more complicated to buy rigid packaging? Um, I don't know. Well, and I, I think it was, it was not an easy concept for me originally to get my mind around. You know, I was really challenging myself. Self. But, you know, having four millennial children and watching their behaviors and specifically with my son, many conversations, I can see that this is just where the world is going to go. And I really wanted to be on the forefront. I wanted to be a visionary on this. And I think many things, whether it's Uber or otherwise, one of my favorite sayings is I'm an overnight success. It only took me 10 years. And I think that's what Raptor is. It's, it's the change that is being formulated and built every day in my organization that, that quite frankly, can, can overtake an industry. Um, so if you're going to go out there as a business leader, it's all, it's all about competing, right? It's about competing and winning and taking care of your people, your vendors, and your customers. And, and I think if you have to approach that, and that's what Raptor is for me, it's, it's the challenge of my career to lay something uh, in an industry that can just totally transform the way it does business. Um, and there'll be others. And, and, you know, we put this in front of dozens and dozens of manufacturers, um, detailed presentations. They absolutely get it. They love it. It is a bit of a uh, disintermediator. Um, so there's some always some consternation around the message that really brings with the level of change. Mm-hmm. Um, the feedback from the customers has been phenomenal. We have a number of capital partners that have looked at this. Um, we presented it to uh, 
uh, I'll call them big box ex executives of um, you know major major internet companies out there, and um, you know I have proof of, of concept everywhere and confirmation. So um, you know, as, as a leader, you know people people will sometimes tell you what you want to hear, but um, the people we put this in front of, I don't think they would do that. So we're really awesome. excited awesome. We're building it every day, and I think. You know, COVID um, for Raptor kind of, we took a pause when all the factories are full and, um, you know, there's not a lot of excess capacity. You know, what's the first thing that wanes? And that's the sales effort. Um, but now what we've seen in the last few months is, is kind of a, um, a whipsaw effect on it. They're back at the table wanting to talk about how do I get my items in there? A lot of people have added capacity. They're adding more capacity. They've seen some slowdown in certain categories. And now all their salespeople are, are sitting in their house. Um, so how are you going to reach those customers and how are you going to acquire new customers for that capacity? And, and the answer is you can do it on Raptor today. Um, you know, with the, not only the, the exposure that we're getting organically, but with some of the advanced technologies that we're utilizing, like geofencing and other things, we're able to target those 30,000 customers um, very quickly. And, and my day in this industry, uh, when I was started in sales, you had to go out and flip over the rocks because we didn't even have cell phones. Today, you can you can employ platforms like LinkedIn and the technology, and you can flip those rocks and access those customers and make yourself visible. Uh, and and what used to take you years, you can do in in months today. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. the The amount of information that's that's available. Um, is in it, it's it's really quite incredible um and and it's a great point too about having an outlet for uh you know flex i guess like flex production for some of these manufacturers um that's a great point i hadn't actually thought about that uh so my my last question is a question i ask pretty frequently here on the podcast and uh, I find it I find it kind of fascinating. I think uh, because we've been talking so much about your disruptive technology with Raptor, um, you know, I think I have a good idea of this answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways because I think it's I think it's going to be uh, it, it'll it'll be compelling either way. So uh, somebody hands you the broadsword of packaging justice, and they say they say George. You now possess the ability to swing this sword and, you, and it will instantly solve whatever problem is existing in the packaging industry. So tell us what it is and swipe the sword in the air. And now that problem is gone. Um, what, would, uh, what, what would that thing be for, you can either talk about it from your company's perspective or just from your perspective personally. But what is that thing that you would want to that you would want to fix about the packaging industry? Well, I I'm not sure fix, but I think I'll I use the word opportunity. Um, you know, I certainly would. Um, I do believe, and I have believed for some time, that if Raptor is successful in, in allowing manufacturers to reach deeper with more visibility, more brand forwardness into the traditional distribution customer. I believe that on the flip side, the 
the the dis- distributors that are warehousing product and those services that are out there will become even more valuable. So I think it does fix things um, without giving away any trade secrets or, or going too deep. Um, you know, there's a disparity between direct ship product and product coming out of the warehouse. And it's very easy for one to subsidize the other. Um, I believe the manufacturers, um, who I believe also are our real cu- customer in all of this, the one we're focused on, um, I believe if they really look at this product and see what it can do for them, they're going to see that they can make more money. They can save their customers more money. So we've got a dual win there. And they can make their distribution partners that are, that are doing true distribution. In other words, not shipping a direct, but pulling it in the warehouse. We're at, you know, doing those value-added services. They're going to make them more valuable. So I believe there's a, there's a win-win here for this industry. I, I don't know that I'm, I'm fixing anything. I think I'm helping everybody involved. Certainly, some of the other distributors can look at me and say, I don't think that's the case. But I know I'm helping the distribution customer. I know I'm helping the manufacturer. And I do believe where there's value added delivered and service, which is, we started the podcast with that, that, you know, I believe it's a service business. Um, I think there's a winning combination for the entire industry. I'm not, um, you know, the technology is disruptive, but it's disruptive to the benefit of the majority of the people. And I think that's what you see today in the, in the internet world, um, you know, and, and it's not me that's going to decide. It's going to be the customers and the manufacturers in this industry that are going to decide whether it's a win or not. I've just become the conduit. I've laid the groundwork, I've made the investments, and uh, I hope I hope they see the vision that I see, and uh, I can't wait for this rocket to take off. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it. It sounds to me like the the thing is, you know, kind of like swiping out inefficiencies uh, from from the process, right? Because whenever we get out, whenever we whenever we can remove inefficiencies from a process, the process becomes smoother for everybody involved. You know, like to your point, it's not as though there's not going to continue to be a need for distribution. Uh, that is still a part. It, it will be a part of, for at least our lives, right? Like yeah. this isn't, this isn't going away. It's just that some, you know, when, when a customer can go talk directly to the manufacturer, when they don't need the actual distribution then why not create that that efficient relationship? Um, yeah, and, and, and I, I think can, Adam, go ahead. Sorry, no, I, I do think the fix is the fact that the e-commerce strategies have not been um, effective. If you look at the manufacturer side, of it. I mean, I've talked with them from all the way to the business or all the way to the largest in the country to some of the smallest ones, and they put they put their items up, up online and they hope people come and buy them. But but again, you know, back to this, what I, what I actually did fix with Raptor, I believe, is that customer that they're trying to target for those sales does not want to go to 10 different websites and log in and try to navigate that and keep that organized. You know, and so when I talk with the manufacturer about the e-commerce strategy, and maybe it hasn't taken off like they thought or been as explosive as they want, it's because they haven't yet embrace what the distribution customer really wants. And I think one, once they get their mental, once they mentally get past understanding what that customer is really dealing with on a functional basis day to day, 
with, you know, dealing with multiple people. They understand why they buy from a distributor and why they don't just call them up and buy direct. And in the middle of all that is the e-commerce strategy. And this platform fixes that. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, we continue to get more and more acceleration on the platform. And I, I think, I think we're moving into a new era post COVID that um, we're going to, we're going to build a platform for the future. You know, we can video conference, um, you know, um, packaging engineers, just like we're doing on a project. We don't have to get on a plane, run out there and see them. We don't have to drive all around and, you know, pollute the air just to, just to facilitate packaging. There's a time and place for that, but I, I think that's changing. I think we've all learned a lot through this pandemic. Couldn't, I totally agree. So, um, hang on, I'm getting a little bit of feedback on, I'm going to, I'm going to mute you here for a second, George. Okay. Um, all right. I'll cut that part out. Yeah. So I couldn't agree more. Um, the, what you guys are doing, uh, the, the platform is exciting. Uh, the solutions that you're providing are just, it's exciting stuff, you know, because I think within the packaging world, it can become so easy to just sort of do what you've been doing because quite frankly, it's a, it, it's a necessary part of a supply chain. And it seems like a lot of companies just sort of hang out and, you know, don't, don't really push the envelope. So it's been, it's, it's been really cool to watch what you're doing. Um, it's been great to get to know your team, at least Nate and Todd, the people that I've met, and I'm sure that you have others. So what is, um, what is the, the best way for somebody either as a manufacturer, uh, who wants to get on the platform or as a consumer, um, what's the best way for them to get in touch and get signed up on the platform. Yeah, um, Adam, you know, we're, I think we're pretty visible today, uh, especially on LinkedIn. Um, we've got our website up, um, Dem dempseyinternational.com and you can interact with us there um, or look, look any of us up on LinkedIn and reach out to us. You know, we, we really are embracing this process. I uh, love myself to get on uh, with uh, the manufacturers and uh, with Nate and walk them through the capabilities of this system. Because when you understand the, the logic behind it from the distributor customer point of view, it's, it's super powerful. And, uh, you know, I invite anyone that wants to look at the platform and be a part of what we're trying to accomplish here reach out, contact us, and, uh, you know, let's work together. There's room in this for everybody to win. And uh, I've taken that approach with my distributor competitors, I, my customers, my own team. You know, we, we have to be leaders and we have to innovate. So, um, you know, you can you can also email us at uh, info at raptorpackaging.com or info at dempseyinternational.com uh, work as well. So um, if not, Google me, find me and call me. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to put the uh, put put the email addresses in the in the show notes, and we'll uh, we'll get everyone we'll get everyone going going in that direction. So, George, really appreciate you joining the podcast. Thanks for sharing about what you're doing with Raptor and with MC International. Well, thanks to you, Adam. Keep up the great work. 
You've been listening to Let's Talk Packaging Industry with Nate Calvert, brought to you by Dempsey International Packaging. To find out more about Dempsey International and how we can help you overcome your knowledge gap, visit www.dempseyinternational.com or feel free to reach out directly by emailing info at dempseyinternational.com. We'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Just search for Dempsey International Packaging. Feel free to message us for more information. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. And always remember, we're here to help.